All right, today we come to the final chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6. Over the last couple of chapters, Paul has been exhorting uh, the, the reader to live lives consistent with the truths that he's explained in the first three chapters. And this chapter concludes that, those exhortations and concludes the letter as a whole. The early verses of this chapter conclude his instructions on the family, which he started in the latter part of the previous chapter with his instructions to uh, husbands and wives. And now it's he finishes that, that whole section in the early part. But the main section of this last chapter has to do with what Paul calls the armor of God in uh, verses 10 through 17. And so for our thoughts today, I simply want to offer a, a brief comment on that section as a whole, and that'll be our thoughts for the day. Um, so surrounding the armor of God. So Paul indicates that these will be his last exhortations to them in the letter as he begins the section in verse 10 with the word, finally. Finally, brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Verse 10. And the way to be strong in the Lord, according to this passage, is to, according to verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Why armor? Um, well, Paul says we'll definitely need it because the reality is we have to be ready to, verse 11, stand against the schemes of the devil. The reality for the Christian is that he daily has to, according to verse 12, wrestle against the the authorities against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places uh, according to verse 16 we have to be ready as Christians not only to recognize but also to extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one so we have a real enemy that's not new this again is a practical application of something he said earlier in the in the letter back in chapter 2 Paul said we actually have a threefold enemy the world our own flesh and the devil Ephesians 2 1 to 3 so the fact that so many Christians don't really on a daily basis see this um, battle going on around us or even within us involving us and against us, it simply goes to show how successful Satan has actually been to lull us to sleep. There's a very good reason that, that Peter tells us in, in 1 Peter 5, 8 to be sober-minded and to be watchful for the very real reason that your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour jesus said in john 10 10 that satan comes only to steal and to kill and destroy so we do need to recognize this and to recognize that that growing in our faith and walking in obedience to christ is not automatic and it's certainly not a cakewalk it's a fight it's a battle warfare imagery is all over the new testament every day we're to be waging war uh, Paul will say in 2 Corinthians 10, you know, waging war against those things that would keep us from walking in glad and joyful obedience to our Lord and King. But are we left to ourselves to figure out how exactly to do that? Not at all. Paul makes it very clear here in Ephesians 6 that God has equipped us thoroughly for the battle. Now, if you've ever read any commentaries on this passage, uh, you often find really elaborate explanations as to why Paul labeled each piece of armor the way that he did well I don't I don't think it's completely arbitrary like why you know the why truth is the belt and why uh, righteousness is is the breath breastplate and salvation is the helmet I mean I don't think that's completely arbitrary why Paul assigned the different pieces the way he did here I do think sometimes we can take that uh, too far I mean, if we read too much into each piece, we will be left wondering why 
Isaiah describes the belt with being righteousness and faithfulness in in Isaiah 11, 4, 5, uh, excuse me, 11, Isaiah 11, 5. Isaiah says the belt is uh, righteousness and faithfulness, and, but Paul says the belt is truth <laughs> in verse 14, or why uh, Paul himself, even staying within Paul, Paul himself sometimes refers to um, the breastplate of righteousness like he does in 614, but in First Thessalonians 5, 8, he's, he's, he refers to the breastplate of faith and love. So the main point is not why Paul named each specific piece of armor the way he did, but rather that God has completely armored us from head to toe, as it were, with all that we need to fight the battle and to win the battle. And as we look at the list, we see the weapons that God has given us uh, with, that he's given us with which to fight are truth, righteousness, the gospel, faith, and the word of God. I mean, that's, that's the armor. God's truth helps us to recognize the enemy as we walk in righteousness our strength and resolve to fight increases. The gospel reminds us ultimately that we already have peace with God and salvation reminds us that Jesus has already won the war for us. Faith is a helpful weapon because it's a reminder that God has said, my power is made perfect in weakness, 2 Corinthians 12, 9. And the word of God is the storehouse uh, of all these truths with which we fight. And as I've said, while I wouldn't take make too much of, of what each particular piece of armor represents i've also said that they aren't completely without meaning or significance i mean one significant observation i would point out in this way is the fact that out of all the pieces of armor mentioned only one is an offensive weapon with which to attack and that is the sword every other piece is a defensive weapon the helmet shield breastplate uh, the belt the shoes the sword is the only offensive weapon to attack with and it's noteworthy that paul does assign to that, as that weapon the, uh, is the word of God. If this teaches us anything, it teaches us that as we neglect the hearing, reading, studying, and memorizing of the Bible, we do it to our own peril. Thank God that he's given us these weapons for the battle around us and in us. And notice that verse 12 begins with the word for, meaning all the discussion of the armor uh, of God is the reason that Paul said, he began saying, we could be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And that's just some thoughts from this final chapter, Ephesians chapter 6.